You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. I'm going to start talking real fast so that Scott doesn't jump in and fucking try to say the same things that I'm going to say, so I'm going to say porcupine. 90S, everybody! That it's going to be kick ass. John, what are we talking about? So many things. In Exiles, Torment 2, big video game news that we talked about. The uh, YouTube video finally launched, uh, Feminist Frequency, Damsels in Distress. Talk about the kids' film, Wreck-It Ralph, and then Adventure Time. And then, Keith, you went to Nuit Blanche, and you got to see the penguins, and... Wow, that really does segue into everything is terrible. You know, all this stuff sounds pretty random, but I, I swear to God, it flows. <laughs> it makes and a lot of sense. We talked about all the bonds we've loved before, mostly named James, and the Song of Ice and Fire. Then we move on to sports and communists. Double Impact, Funeral Kings, and Elijah Wood. Duh, one, two, three. Uh, then we go to Botchamania and Wrestling Talk. We talk about the book Soulless, and we talk about The Walking Dead, the TV show, and a little bit the comic. And we talk about comic books, uh, Transmet, Invisibles. Uh, we talk about Robin, and we also talk a little bit about Sandman Neverwhere. Yeah. Good show! It is a great show because Sophie's not here. No way. It's a great show even though Sophie. We have at least one listener. Like a little sissy girl. Well, He's actually also wearing pink. Okay, so two days ago, something very important happened in the big world of computer video games. Paul Bearer died. No. But that did happen. That may have also happened, but it's not what we're talking about. <laughs> okay. So a little company called In Exile decided to Kickstarter a new video game title. Okay. And um, the uh, it in, within six hours, it got up to a million dollars of Kickstarter. And mm-hmm. that title is the sequel to Planescape Torment. Tormented let, let again. Neither more, more torment. Nobody. Well, look, oh, they're they're fucking bursting forth with excitement out of me and Scott. We're just like Scott is speechless. No, no, I love torment. Torment was. Yeah. I didn't play Neverwinter Nights. I yeah. didn't play Baldur's Gate. I played torment. torment. So was great. So they're saying this is a game for nerds. No, this was a game that came out in like the golden age of old school RPGs, when D and D was at its peak of making video games for ARPGs. computers. ARPGs? American role-playing games. I, th- this, this the golden age of role-playing is fucking, you know, Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI. That's when this came out. This okay. was like 95, 96 tournament? Like right around there. So the later company... Than later than that. It's post-Baldur's Gate. No. Pre-Baldur's Not at all. Gate? It was pre-Baldur's Gate. Fact-checkers. You can go ahead and check, but I'm pretty sure about this one. Maybe, maybe pre-Baldur's Gate too. But the, um, the, the big deal was that this, this company put together a couple of titles you might have heard of called Baldur's Gate, Planescape Torment, Neverwinter Nights. Actually, Neverwinter Nights was um, a different company. And then, um, or these guys were still involved. And then they also did um, Fallout 2. And they were actually hired to do Fallout 3 before Interscape the company that hired them got shut down and so this whole this whole group is got this shut the down. team that uh, did New Vegas or at least some of the guys from New Vegas so 
there's there was like a couple of dudes from Black Isle who went off and became Obsidian, and okay. then a couple of and like the rest of the team went off and did other stuff, and then they that whole other rest of the team got back together. But the two leads, so Chris Avalon and Fergus Urquhart, who okay. are still in Obsidian, are okay. not part of this team. But both of them vetted the project and vetted the team, saying like this is ba- this is like basically everybody except for us. And I think they even offered to to like give advice or give some kind of suggestion into the thing. Okay. And the other big deal is that this was like. 2D fucking role playing game Dungeons and Dragons second edition like it was, yeah, yeah. it was in a tough time but it was at a time where you could write a computer game with 800 lines of dialogue and people would sit and like read it all and be like super pumped to go through it all because like you had to tell the story in the text and the dialogue and the way the player the characters communicated with each other I was excited it, I, I am excited dude <laughs> alright so got the fact checked up uh, okay. the original Planescape Torment was developed by Black Isle yeah. uh, published by Interplay in 1999 December oh, okay, so. December 99 so almost 2000 yeah um, so more of the golden age of ARPG. Yes. So yeah, like, like the Fallout Two the... and Baldur's Gate yeah, and, and Everwinter Whites and all those like it's all those games that people like fucking go on, not go the, nuts on. Not those... Use the same engine as Baldur's Gate, and yeah. Baldur's Gate came out a full year before it. Okay. Oh. So, so Torment was after. Baldur's okay. Gate. So I was wrong. Ninety eight, ninety nine. Still, like pretty early, and I was like so pumped hearing this news. I I joined the Kickstarter, obviously. <laughs> I mean, we could we could talk about that after, Scott, because I know you fucking hate Kickstarter. I'm not but, a huge fan of Kickstarter, but. I... You tried to torment, so. That's but then I started playing Torment again just to see if I could like try and extract the game from my nostalgia goggles and yeah, see yeah. if it was still pleasurable at all. And I would say it's a tough sell. It's like very tough. I, c- I would have trouble giving it to somebody these days and saying like, "Just go. You're gonna have fun." Because it's like, gonna be the best. It's really? it's it's really hard to to sell somebody on it. And I'm tr- I'm trying to think like in another media what you could compare that to. And I, I would almost think like Maltese Falcon, black and white, timey films. That a lot of film critics in the modern era, like these, these were like critical films to the development of modern cinema. But yes, they're black and whitey, and the acting is different in a, in a different style, and the action is done in a different style than you would see in the modern era. So it's not like the same. It's like how fucking. Um, uh, it's like how the French Connection won the best picture in the seventies because it was the best action movie ever made. Right. And if you watch it now, you're like, huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 With the, the car chase and bullet fucking had people blow their minds, and you're like, this is just a lot of. Filming corners. the tires and going down a hill and taking a corner. The, the, the other big one is Orson Welles' um, Citizen Kane, where everybody's like, the greatest film of all time. And you watch and you're like, okay. It's good. Well, I guess they're doing like artsy yeah. shots and shit. Yeah, book, but, books but age that way also. At the time, it knocked it knocked your face off. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so these titles exist in that kind of a realm. I, uh, I have a really strong nostalgia for Torment. For me, it was similar to FF7 in the way that the little characters that accompanied your main character yeah. were just so endearing and memorable and hysterical. Yeah. And like Ignis, the guy who's on fire all the time. He just floats around being on fire and being pissed off and in pain. Sometimes he screams. Yeah. I have a video game discussion that I really wanted to say for when Sophie was here, uh-huh. but and she won't be here for two weeks and I will almost definitely forget. And It's okay. like a thing that came up on Facebook. There's this video that was going wrong uh, on f- Facebook uh, from this group called like Feminist Frequency or whatever else, and they were talking about the um, the damsel in distress trope used to death in video games. Uh, are you talking about this without talking about her gigantic, monstrous Kickstarter campaign? The goads of the bags of money that people threw at her. The fact that she promised to put out the video a year ago, and oh. it's been terribly delayed. And everybody was like suggesting that she basically ran off with everybody's money. And the video came We're out back like on last week. Circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this okay. is big news. I was actually w- watching it literally. Yeah, an hour I, ago. I I watched all of part one. Yeah, and she's. 
not wrong. Okay. She's not wrong. She just fucking. What's, what's her name? Her name. The 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 video is called Feminist Frequency. I don't know exactly what her name is. I think that's part of her like group. The video yeah, was yeah. like Damsel in Distress. The video is called uh, Damsel in Distress Tropes in Video Games. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, and they they really they, they do discuss the the damsel in distress thing, but she just chooses. She's like Mario, Zelda. Look at these horrible fucking examples of damsel in distress. I'm like, what about the third biggest game that Nintendo made? Kid Icarus. Well, no, Metroid. Bad dudes. Metroid. Donkey Kong. <laughs> no, Metroid. Yeah, like she just yeah. doesn't even address Metroid. I'm like, yeah. maybe. Like I'm like, you can't fucking just make a video pointing out what's wrong without giving like. At no, least, you know, you know, your criticism is not right. This is part one, so I'm assuming there's going to no, be... No, 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 no. Part two is now going into modern video games. She said so. Okay. She so says, I'm part... sure that there's... It is, if, imagine if the whole thing is a gigantic essay. You're allowed to put the rebuttal section all the way at the end. I... But she... No, but she... Her, yeah, I don't know. You didn't watch the video. Yeah. Her point is, like, we should have a game fucking starring uh, Sheik or starring, like, Tetra or star... I'm like, you already did. Like, you know, like, the various incarnations of Princess Zelda in her more heroic forms, you know? When she's, like, hiding, incognito, as Sheik and Ocarina. Certainly not the the hero. No, but they're, like, but they're saying, like, we could have a game starring her. Like, she's saying that, like, we could do this. Like, it's, she fucking just invented, like, a game starring a fucking female protagonist in the 8-bit era. Or, like, in the old game era. And I'm like, fucking, it's there. I'm like, she also doesn't, like, it just, it bugs me in that she's... She had, brings some very like salient points, yeah. which are the fact that it's in much like all media, there's like heavy reliance on kidnapping a woman and making her an object for just like the goal of the game is to rescue the woman from the bad guy. Yeah, that's fine. That's a bad thing, but she doesn't give any like credence or whatever. Like she doesn't pay any due to the people that like didn't. I, do I, w- that. I would say it's pretty fair to make that criticism about the eight bit era. Like, because yep. Metroid is really the only example otherwise. And really, you play the whole game thinking that it's either a robot or a guy in a suit, yeah. and it's only... Well, like, but there's also, uh, there's Battletoads, where a female antagonist kidnaps your friends, not even a chick, and you need to go rescue your friends yeah. from a female protagonist, or antagonist. Alright, but there's, there's uh, certainly I'm not, not as many no, as there and, are and that's, male that's, that's yeah. my point, is I understand that it is something wrong, and it's something that video games have done wrong, and to a large extent do wrong. I mean, certain we have a lot more female protagonists nowadays, but a lot of them are sure. fucking oversexed and whatever else. Yeah, but the guys are also over-masculinized. Yeah, so it's exactly. not even, I can't even bitch about that. So, but I'm just saying that, like, when you're fucking shitting on a fucking genre of video games that were basically marketed exclusively to boys, mm-hmm. um, like, I feel that you should, like, take fucking five seconds from your 25-minute long clip and just be like, yes, there is a problem, but some games did it right, and there yeah. were some does she branch off into other media as a kind of contemporary mirror? What she does is she brings out how um, the damsel in distress got like started in like old timey cinema. They reference that uh, that movie, like the first old timey movie where there was a woman the tied, chick on the train tied tracks. to the train tracks yeah. and all that stuff. And they branch off into Popeye and how apparently Donkey Kong was originally conceived as a Popeye spinoff, and then they realized that there was licensing rights, because they were in Japan, and they didn't give a <laughs> shit. And it was supposed to be like, they were like, whatever, it's Bluto who kidnaps fucking olive oil, and then Popeye fucking climbs up the mountain to get him. No it was apparently like, I don't know, sh- there wasn't a fucking list of references, but according to the video, that was like part of the conception of the original Donkey Kong. Right. Was just like, it's Popeye. <laughs> so, like, she ties it into other media, and then she like... Well, I would have preferred if she went back and said, okay, look at these video games from 80 to 85... But also, like, what action movie had strong female protagonists? Yeah. You yeah. always go to Ripley, and then that's it. Yeah, like, you so always yeah. go to Samus, Android. and then that's where, it. Where basically it was a ripoff of Alien. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not... Although one thing that she does point out, and it's fucking there's this amazing montage in it, is 
the girl getting punched and kidnapped in Double Dragon in every iteration of Double Dragon up to and including Neon that came out last year. Yeah. It's just like, Puh. just throw her over and they just keep showing it like from 8-bit onwards. And I'm That's like, amazing. Fair enough. But I'm yeah. like, but like, it's not like the twins don't get punched an awful lot more in that game. It's true, but there's a girl on the street corner. Thugs go up to her, punch her in the guts, and just swing her over the shoulder, and have been since like 1982. <laughs> but yeah, I like it's definitely like an issue in video games, and I'm like, and obviously I can think of like a million more modern era fucking heroes. Like yeah, yeah, modern era I think is done very well by the by the whole thing. Yeah, I mean fucking most some of the most beloved games like Portal is like. Only female. It's not even a make your own character. Yeah, it's like and the, the um, what do you call it? Tomb Raiders. Tomb Raiders are pretty big. Yeah. You want to uh, comment on the new Tomb Raider, where apparently she, uh, they like sex it up a little bit, and she gets all beat up real hard, and she comes out this like vindictive, violent, avenging angel. Mm. Have you played it yet? No, I haven't. Isn't that every video game protagonist though? I don't know. Suppose, supposedly, this one really like. It goes goes the distance. I, I've only watched clips. I haven't actually played it myself. Yeah. Well, it's sort of weird because, like, even though she's, like, a slightly, like, seductive kind of character, mm-hmm. she's really almost never sexual in the series. That would mm-hmm. kind of go, like, explaining it. Like, that she never actually, like, yeah. she might, like, keep that, like, strong air about her and, like, use her feminine wild. I've, I've heard that the fem shep in um, uh, Mass Effect is, like, better voiced than male shepherd. That's cool. I don't know what that means. I mean, it's still the same story and sort of the same character, but... I guess it's, like, irrelevant if it's a guy or a girl. So Speaking that's of fairly women, egalitarian. Women with uh, fucking bad backstories. I watched Wreck-It Ralph okay. uh, two days ago, which fucking, if you have any patience for a kid's movie, you need to watch Wreck-It Ralph. I'm going to spoil some of the fucking that's Easter good. eggs. I saw it just, just last week, too, and I've got a few things to say about it. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, guys. Fucking the, I don't care because I don't watch kids' exactly. movies. Exactly. The fucking <laughs> Easter eggs in it are, okay, the first of all, the the... the the premise of the film is that there's a game called Wreck-It Ralph, okay. where no, the game is called uh, Fix-It Felix. Okay. And uh, there's a character in Fix-It Felix called Wreck-It Ralph who just right. goes up and smashes a fucking building, and uh, Fix-It Felix just goes up and like hits it with a magic hammer. That so Ralph is the Donkey Kong to Felix is Mario. Sure. Yeah. Basically. Basically, basically that's the setup. And then there's this other scenario. So and it's like in an arcade, they can like when the arcade has like it's empty, mm-hmm. the characters from the games can like go off like through the little power cord into the power bar and then visit each other's games. Like there's like villains anonymous or whatever, like bad guy anonymous that they meet up in the Pac-Man zone when Pac-Man's not in there, and it's like. The, uh, the guy holding the meeting is like one of the orange ghosts and like Bowser's there and Zangief's there and fucking like bunches of things like at one point there's like a rocket shooting through the uh, like the, the main plaza area which is the power bar Kay. and like it bounces off of Sonic and rings fucking fly out of Sonic so it's like reboot in the a little bit there's a little, fa- a little bit of time, lots yeah. of fan service for gamers of our the, age the fans yeah. dude, the, the one that fucking blew my mind and was so happy that I fucking saw it in the like subway area of like gamer world spray painted on the walls was one was Jenkins mm-hmm. <laughs> so for Leroy sure. and two was Aerith Lives and I was like that's fucking no child. It wasn't even Eris. Like, it was Aerith. the Japanese version. It was the yeah. Japanese. It was, like, spelt, <laughs> spelt correct. And I'm like, there is yeah. 0% chance a child has any idea yeah. what that, that's there for. But I thought that was kind of cute. But, yeah, the movie was kind of fun. And the female protagonist of the um, the the Call of Duty game called, like, Hero Duty or whatever else like okay. that, they were like, oh, man, 
Like, you don't know? She was programmed with the worst backstory ever. <laughs> and it's like, on her wedding day, like, fucking, the alien bug spider just, like, comes in and, like, kills her fiancé, and she's like, ah, with a machine gun and stuff. Amazing. Exactly, and that's how video game characters are born. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was super cute and super fun, and a lot of, like, nifty video game references and shit. Oh, I came into this movie thinking it was going to be made just for me, mm-hmm. and was so disappointed. Really? Well, here's the yeah. thing, though. You're not eight, Scott. This is a children's movie, right? Yes. Sort of. But, I mean, like, a lot of the characters and jokes are geared towards people who wouldn't get it. Like, Kubert. Kubert's around. Begging, begging for change because he's down and out. Because right. the machine got if unplugged, so he's just, like, hanging out in the... <laughs> no, no one's played Kubert for the last 15 years. I have. No one born in the last 15 years <laughs> has played Kubert. <laughs> okay. Um, there's, no, there's no, like, oh, Kubert feeling for that. Like, it's... It's made for a lot of it is made for the enjoyment of people of our age and generation. And right. There's like a character when Kubert comes in and is like, and like his little like speech bubble pops up with the growlicks. Yeah. Like there, and then he's like, "Hang on, I speak a little Kubert." And like the little speech bubble pops up with the. So, so this, this spoilers going forward. This mm-hmm. movie is was promoted to me as this character hopping around from game to game trying to become a good guy. Right. Except he goes to two games and spends the next, the last hour of the movie in a game that's basically Mario Kart, but in Candyland. Okay. I believe it's the Land of Ooh. Yeah, well, whatever. It's a big <laughs> candy. Do they actually call it the Land no, of Ooh? No, 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 but there's because candy that would people be great. and stuff. No. <laughs> yeah. And just stays there. It doesn't, doesn't bother around Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. I said, guys, I just had the best idea. Which okay, is? guys, guys, Adventure Time movie. Why hasn't this happened yet? I was gonna. I thought you were gonna be like was, Adventure Time kart racing game. No, that too. <laughs> Whatever. Adventure Time, goddamn everything. I'm sorry to interrupt. But but this is talking about things. Can you imagine what they would do with a full like know, hour and a budget. half long plot? I they have I, budget. I think that it, it. I think that Adventure Time works better. Not anyway. Anyway, we'll get to yeah, Adventure well, Time okay. in a second. Yeah, so I was just kind of like yeah. okay, racing car game that's not actually real. Yeah, but obviously doesn't really have waste any... too much time on anything that was like fully licensed because then they'd have to pay like a full licensing fee. Right. They must have paid some sort of cameo licensing fee for the other. Like just to have fucking Nintendo characters, Sega characters, Konami characters, Capcom characters, Namco characters. Like that's never been done. I can't even think of a. Uh, basically, Roger Rabbit. Like, oh, that was fucking. No, but there were Bugs and Mickey in the same shot. That's just. Yeah, but that's two companies. Versus well, the, like, also you know like well, Warner Brothers and Disney. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty. Not... Well, Capcom, Namco, Sega, Nintendo, Konami. Oh, so everybody. Like, every... There is fucking... There was, like, Rad Racer. There was Pac-Man. There was Qbert. I don't even know who fucking makes Qbert. I own Qbert now. Namco? Probably Namco. Yeah, yeah, it might be Namco. I'm just saying, they're all there. And I think to have any of them developed fully as characters would have been... No, a, I don't think that would have been a, too much of a licensing fee. I think they would have gone to Namco and said, Can we use Qbert? We're going to put it in this movie about video games. And they go, no. And they're like, okay, well, that's fine. We'll put Pac-Man I think pe- people guard their IP. Like Hawks these yeah, days, yeah, yeah. like there's no uh, way. I'm sure would. there was contracts involved, but I'm sure people wanted to be involved. Anyway, so you're disappointed? Well, I don't really care about a candy Mario Kart game, and the fact that the whole plot of the movie ended up revolving around this other character, this other character yeah. winning a car race in Candyland, which is like, okay, lollipop wheels, uh, licorice cars. You are literally wa- eating licorice right now. I love licorice. I don't want to <laughs> watch a movie about it. It's so delicious. So good. But I don't want to watch a movie about it. Sit there for an hour going, yay, little girl with the squeechy voice wins the car race. Like, right. 
Even much. though that was Sarah Silverman? Even though it was Sarah Silverman. Scott likes Sarah Silverman a lot. Oh, yeah, it's the whole... Yeah. <laughs> the, I, I, was I about to... Oh, okay, I, was, I thought it might be a no word. Yeah, I watched it with... Uh, Jewish? I watched it with Andrew and his fiance. So it yeah. was like me and Andrew as like the gamer contingent, and then like the girls just being like the girls who date gamer contingent. Right. And like we all we all had a, had a good time. Hmm. The other movie... Oh, wait, hang on. Adventure Time. Yeah, seriously. I know. I think that it'd be too focused. I think that, like, I like the, like, this story is about the fucking story. And then this story is about dancing inside of a monster. And it takes, like, 20 minutes. Like, they're equally... 13 minutes. There's as much time devoted to, like, resolving the Lich King as there is to, like, having a dance party with some bears. Right. Like, and I I find that a movie might be too, like, channeled for it. You might be right. Kind of in the the same way, like, um, what is it called? The X-Files movie was crap. The Kids in the Hall movie was crap. Yeah, the, um... Uh, I was I was thinking more in terms of cartoons like the Beavis and Butthead movie got tired yeah, as yeah, did the yeah. like okay the best example is the um, do tell ugh, Master Master Shake Master Shake Meet What Aqua Teen Hunger Aqua Force Aqua Teen Hunger Force yeah yeah, yeah. colon movie theater <laughs> film from yeah. movies yeah yeah did too much plot and you're like oh or time yeah. to press the reset button after the 15 minutes because that's what happens really at the end yeah. of every episode yeah. but no just keeps going like a movie like Archer Archer can make a fucking movie of it like no problem you just think like, I don't know man Archer does it does really short short form way better than long form like as much fun as like like the heart of Archness three episode arc was I found it, it got a little tired I think they could have zipped through that a little quicker hmm, I think but it's still you take a James Bond movie and then you replace it with the cast of Archers and that's fucking it's done yeah you know, I just, would watch Thunderball if it was Archer. I, w- <laughs> I would watch they don't even yeah yeah, yeah any, any film they, they just put H. John Benjamin in <laughs> But they don't even need to rewrite the plot of Thunderball. <laughs> they just need to have Archer just delivering yeah. all of Bond's lines. Yeah. Dude. So, um, Nuit Blanche. Okay. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I just want to go back to Adventure Time for one more second. Okay. Uh, everyone second. who works on this podcast loves Adventure Time, and if you're not watching it, you have to go and watch it. Yep. Put us on pause. <laughs> no, don't do that. No, put us on pause. No, come back and then listen to the rest pause. of the They forget about us, and then they turn off their computer and go to bed. Yeah, we, like, still, we still got the hit. Go to hey, the, <laughs> yeah, go to the internet, start downloading it now, and or even better, Google list. Watch Adventure Time online. Literally, the entire show up to the episode that was released on Thursday is is on there. So I've been watching all of season four. And it's really, fantastic. if you don't like it, we don't want you. There's as more a Flame listener. Princess. Mm. Yeah, Flame Princess. Yeah. yeah, if you don't like it, we don't really want you as a listener. So you can. Scott, you know what blows my mind about this show is that you. they get freaking. Everybody is in the show. The list of voice actors, and, yeah. like people you recognize, is insane. And like the guy who d- does Goliath and did like a million voices for everything, yeah. pl- plays the Flame King. Keith right? David. Keith David. You wanna played the Flame King, and in the most recent episode that was all about the Flame Princess, back. he showed up for like seven seconds, and all of his lines were evil, 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 and that was it. Well, yeah, but they could probably do stuff like that nowadays, like. Over the phone, oh, over the almost, phone even. Like, Man, that'd be crazy. Like, Don't even need a sound studio. Well, just... that's how Julian Assange was on Simpsons. Really? He did it over the phone? Yeah. Crazy. Never actually in the studio or anything. Like, just... Yeah. They, like, had a fucking, I guess, secure line or something, like, created. I wonder. I mean, like, the bear episode you just mentioned, the, the lead bear was Andy Samberg. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Fucking, uh... Speaking of Adventure Time and Wreck-It Ralph, for fucking five seconds, there's, um... The toll booth operator is John DiMaggio. And I was just sort of like, I was like, Jake! And people were like, what? Like, it doesn't, like, he's a proper voice actor, right? So yeah. he's not just using, like... Jake's voice. Jake's yeah. voice. Like, it, it's like, it's hidden in the way that, like, Bender and Jake sound different kind of thing. But I was like... Although they're still 
You can still They're still pretty simple. Well, yeah. It's like the yeah, wait, we talked about this before. Yeah. So my segue while we were talking about spies, which is why my thing went in. Uh, Nuit Blanche was mm-hmm. last Saturday in Montreal. Where terrible segue. No, no, no! You fucking asshole. He's gonna bring <laughs> it together. He's gonna bring it all together. First of all, we saw penguins. Just talk about yourself. <laughs> we saw penguins there. at Nuggets Adventure Time. Speaking of Adventure Time, you know Gunther, the adorable penguin. We sure. saw penguins at Nuit Blanche. Also at Nuit Blanche. We went to go see, uh, they played, um, they were playing some Fantasia stuff. Yeah. They did the uh, the DJ XL5 zapping parties, which is like, kind of those like, little short films. Which is like the Everything is Terrible. Kind of like Everything is Terrible. But Actually, although we discussed, should be more like Everything is Terrible. Everything but is Terrible was pretty Because like, they, they, they show more like little like short films interspersed with clips like Everything is Terrible. Right. So it's more of a like, but I'm like, man, just clips. The, the ADD, like... <laughs> In, in everybody is <laughs> exactly. totally satisfied by like five seconds but of the same clip. two of those short films were Evil James Bond versus something okay. which are these like tr- mashups using footage they used footage from uh, like Thunderball Moonraker and Jaws 1 and 2 what? to basically make it look like Evil James Bond fucking just murdered everybody at the beach <laughs> like it's like footage of him like shooting the harpoon gun underwater and shit and thunderball and like a girl like ah, screaming and bloody <laughs> in the fucking water just keeps cutting back and forth like uproarious and hilarious spy stuff james bond archer see i did it penguins. he even connected it in with the penguins and adventure time so that's like a double 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 full circle, double full circle. it's an infinite it's a mobius strip of circles yeah oh. you guys are listening to this you can take out a pen and paper and draw out like a flow chart <laughs> they should I really would like to see that oh, listeners send it to us <laughs> the other one was Evil James Bond versus Titanic okay and it's footage of one of the Pierce Brosnan's one or whatever <laughs> where he's like driving around in the car on the ice floes yeah <laughs> And like shooting missiles and stuff with his car, so it's like him shooting missiles and stuff with a car that creates like the initial impact with the iceberg and has him like jumping off a ramp in the ice blow. And then it's footage of him on a ship blowing stuff up, so just blowing up Titanic one piece at a time as Titanic sinks. You're like, man, James Bond's a dick. It's so good. Looks I don't mean to hate on Pierce Brosnan, but his ones were really bad. They were pretty terrible. They yeah. were. Goldeneye was really good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like Goldeneye. Goldeneye was okay. I remember them being like a bit of an upgrade over Timothy Dalton. Watch watch a lot of I watch a lot of James Bond movies. And yeah, Goldeneye. Goldeneye's in the top, top ten. Yeah, what was Bond the one movies. after Moonraker or something? No, 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 no that was way early. Um, but there was another. There was uh, like, he did three or four, right? He did uh, yeah. Goldeneye. I think he did Tomorrow Never Dies. Yep. That's the one with the ice. Yeah. And he did Never Let Death Come at Me. There was something about a, like he a did laser. Die another out of the day. Yep, he did day. Die in the Gold Death uh, again. The one with Christmas. Don't do death twice a year. Uh-huh. Again. <laughs> death and dying doesn't happen if you're James Bond. Oh, what's Denise Richards and then Holly Berry and then Why you know die James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new one. Yeah. <laughs> I just know them by the Bond girls, those ones. It's Goldeneye <laughs> and then Denise Richards, Holly Berry. Why you know Golden and Dead, James <laughs> Bond. <laughs> Whatever, and, and, man. Uh, they just gave up on Michelle's Quantum yeah. of Solace. What the fuck does that even mean? Well, like the tiniest little bit of peace that there could be. Yeah, but what does that have to do with James Bond? Are they... He doesn't get any peace. He runs around shooting things and banging ladies all day. So, the, the new, did I see the new I, one? Skyfall? I loved Skyfall. Apparently, it was a triumph. Yeah. And in fact, one of the top ten grossing films of all time right now. But didn't it debunk the myth that James Bond was a time lord? Like, it fully establishes that James Bond is He part puts of the on a name. scarf and it just ain't no good? Yeah. Or he goes well, no, it. but it's like the fact that like he regenerates and that's why... <laughs> That's why it's a different actor all the time, but it apparently has the same skills. Right. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, but it's they, they establish in that one, right, that James Bond is part of the codename, I think? 
That's what I heard, and no. it kind of hurt me a little bit. No. Okay. With with the Daniel Craig ones, they kind of reset the timeline, so. Yeah. Well, apparently in the books, he was really not, like, this elite fucking spy. He was more of a thug and, like, beat people up because that's all he knew how to do, and he was promoted into the 007 role basically because he was a skilled pugilist, and they expected him to die and be useless, and that was what... That's why they got Daniel Craig was because he, like, had more of that look than the sexy spy. Also parkour. Well, yes, also parkour. But that was, that was like a sign of the times. You know, if there wasn't parkour in an action film at that time, you were doing it wrong. Parkour. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's better than skiing in a bobsled run. <laughs> Roger Moore. Yeah, no, yeah. Fire, Ice, and Dynamite is a great fucking film. I don't know why you would possibly have anything bad to say about that film. <laughs> As James Bond, he once yeah. falls into a bobsled run while skiing while being chased by terrorists oh, I'm directly confused. behind a bobsled team. Right. And he's chasing them down at the machine gun. It's reminds me of the scene where the, the archer is on the, the ski-doo with a naked underage princess. Yeah, yeah. And oh, the, yeah. there's, there's definitely influences there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's so, so much. Oh, so many. So many. <laughs> now, I got confused. I was thinking of the film Fire, Ice, and Dynamite, which was not a James Bond movie, but had Roger Moore in it, where an eccentric billionaire faked his own death and then had staged a crazy, like, fucking, like, ten-part race or something uh-huh. over the course of, like, five days. And, like, he owed debts to everybody, but he was like, so you, you, I could either pay off the debt one at a time, or you could sponsor a team for this crazy race and get all of my money because I'm dead. So th- I, I was thinking more of Fire and Ice, the Qbert era puzzle platformer title that no, literally no one ever played. Song of Ice and Fire? No, Fire, Ice, and Dynamite. George, George Seriously, Martin check series. it out. It is fucking funny. Have there been any films? news about, about the new season? About the new season? Comes the new tra- the, the trailer comes, came out. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it good? It's, it's cool, yeah. Tyrion's got a scar on. I think I tried to avoid watching it. Joff, I'm trying uh, to do a media blackout thing. Yeah, no? You know. Tyrion's got a ah. scar. I think that was the most interesting thing about it. Yeah, was it scar good? Was it like hideous? sexy scar or was it like proper hideous? Yeah, no, it looks a little sexy. That sucks. His, his Which, nose was supposed to be off. Like, he's supposed to be getting, like, fucked up. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to look like a goblin at the end of that, but no, yeah. it doesn't. Oh, that's a shame. But I guess it was kind of unavoidable. There's no way they were going to, like, ugly up. Handsome Peter Dinklage? Yeah, yeah. Dude's a pimp. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, the trailer's out. Uh, it doesn't really reveal too, too much. It just, you know, looks like the next episode of the of the series. Sure, and this is, like, the busiest, best book, if I remember correctly. Oh, man. Everything happens. We, we, we know. Yeah. We know someone who stopped reading halfway through. Yes, just gave up on the whole series because he was so upset. But also, he um, kind of a little girl about these kinds of things. I don't. I don't, I don't respect that. <laughs> These are some of the best <laughs> books ever, and uh, he just like bailed. The downside is George R. R. Martin signed a developmental deal with HBO to work on a new series. Really? So he's not going to be writing the new book. So he's not writing the new book. That's pretty shitty. He's probably going to work on it until football season starts, and then. <laughs> And I'll be talking about the Giants. Working about the Giants. Yeah, we pretty much did talk about this exact same material last episode. Well, I mean, we didn't talk about the Giants all that much. They're no. not really going to have a good year. I mean, are they? Sure, they won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, but that's not. That's a long time ago. I don't know anything about football. I know. <laughs> it's hysterical. I still call it Handig. <laughs> well, the Giants, their, their quarterback is the younger brother of the best quarterback mm-hmm. in like the last 10 years, arguably. So. This is what I got in sports news. I watched a video of a kid in Sweden or something who was playing hockey, and he got nailed from behind, and he crashed headfirst into the boards and had his neck shattered right there, paralyzed for life. Yeah, big yeah. news. I 
It's big sports news. People are talking about that. It's, yeah. it's awful. Is it going to have an effect <clears throat> on the NHL? Like, didn't that happen to a Montrealer last season, and people just pretty much well, he got ran into extension? Yeah. But uh, that actually did happen to the NHL a week ago. Really? Um, who was it? Mike Richards from the New York Rangers. Brad Richards from the New York Rangers. Okay. Got checked five feet away from the boards, right in the numbers. Really face-planted into the boards. Could have broken his neck if he didn't, just at the last second, turn his head to the side. Yeah. Kind of take all the tension into the tendons rather yeah. than the spine. Holy it shit. It was a nasty, nasty, nasty fall. And the guy who did it got five games. And everyone's in an uproar. They're like, really? Five games? This guy's been a repeat offender. He's been suspended more than once before. Right. And... The, you know the the commission in charge of you know safety and and, and punishment and stuff is right. just but was it a just clean totally hit? was it a clean hit or was it just like no you're not allowed to hit someone in the numbers to the into the boards okay like it's just never that, yeah. that's an illegal move okay 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 and he cross checked them right in the back jeez threw him into the boards could have done exactly that broken a guy's neck yeah. and paralyzed yeah. him for life yeah, that was crazy. The clip you see the guy, the guy's girlfriend. I assume it was his girlfriend. They kept flicking back to him in the stands, looking all freaked yeah. out, and he just goes limp as shit right after taking it. Not cool. It's bad news. Speaking of other sports news, okay, Dennis Rodman. Oh yes, his visit to North Korea. <laughs> Went to North Korea. Dennis Rodman, uh, former NBA player and crazy person. Yep. Uh, won a couple championships. I think he's still a crazy person. The... Putting that in the former doesn't really, doesn't really uh, that's work. true. He did go to North Korea and hung out with Kim Jong-un. Yep. Terrorist, fascist, dictator of North Korea. Sure. Yeah. And, and uh, he came out and was like, my man, Kim. He's We're awesome. Friends. We're friends now. This whole thing smells to me like Kim, somebody told him he needed like more influence in the West and he was like, I will buy somebody, somebody. And then they just, like, offered money to Dennis for him to come out and, like, say good things about it. Just, it smells like that. You know, I don't even think it's that devious. Really? I think I think Rodman was sincere in saying Kim Jong-un told me he was a basketball fan. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that to be true. He was a kid whose father was a dictator. Yep. So he lived this rich, sheltered life, and I'm sure he thought basketball in the 90s and 2000s. That's cool. I want right. to watch that. And he saw Dennis Rodman and was like, hey, hey now, I like uh, basketball. Now I'm the dictator. I should, I should call him up and see yeah. if he'll come. And, and Rodman is just just a moron to right. not realize and not look past, you know, the threat of nuclear war. Yeah. And, it, like, the, the very real threat. human we're, abuse rights, like, or human well, rights abuses. China right now is saying, no, we're going to put sanctions against North Korea. Yeah. Right? They've agreed to this. And this is fucking China. Yeah. That's how bad it is. Yeah, no, well, there's more and more information coming out of North Korea, like, as people are slowly getting more excited about getting information out. Like, there's all these people living in South Korea who are people who escaped who have pictures of, like, what living in the concentration camps in North Korea is like. I don't know if you guys have seen the, like, hand-drawn pictures of emaciated bodies, and he's like, yeah, the the eyes all get eaten out first. That's why I draw them with no eyes, because the rats are there. The concentration camps in North Korea that may or may not be in Siberia? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You heard about this, Scott? Where they they ship North Koreans up to Siberia, but they just tell them that they're still in North Korea? (laughs) It's fucking... Bonkers. Yep. Yeah, Dennis Rodman. The guy who once married himself. He, wait, what? I didn't hear about this. He planned a big celebrity wedding, and he showed up in a wedding dress. And he married himself? Mm-hmm. 
dude. Was that... there a transition there that I missed? Because we were like, North Korea is awful. Then we were like, Dennis Rodman. He went Dennis to North Rodman Korea. went to North Korea and said Kim Jong-un is his buddy. For and friends. they hung out. There's all these pictures of them together. Oh. Are they going to get married? <laughs> no. Dennis Rodman is already have, married. They'd have to get divorced first. Yeah. Prove himself. Mm-hmm. Lawyers would have a field day with that one. Can you imagine? With, I mean, did he get a prenup? That mm-hmm. matters. They call him the Worm. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah, that was his nickname. Dennis the Worm Rodman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dennis Rodman's such a weird dude. More so now. Remember that movie with him and Jean-Claude Van Damme? I love that movie. Double Impact? Good times. <laughs> nope. I don't know if I ever saw that. <laughs> nope. This sounds like, like instant there's classic. There's like a tiger or whatever. That's all I remember. Did they, mm, think they, had they, go, they go base jumping at one point into an enemy compound. Uh-huh. Dennis Rodman's six foot ten. Seeing him in a nylon jumpsuit. Wingsuit. Amazing. Like he is, he's either going to fly right into the stratosphere or die horribly. I have a nine-to-five viewing party of double, double impact. impact. I don't know, man. Of all the th- all the films we talk about, I feel like we could we could somehow do better for for ourselves. Speaking of a uh, nine-to-five throwback film, okay. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, Sarah and I watched Funeral Kings last night. Oh uh, yeah, was it good? It was really good. I mean, we saw it. You and I saw it. Wait, wasn't Suicide Kings? No, no Funeral, Funeral, Funeral Kings. Kings. Funeral Kings. The one with the kids. Yes. From uh, yeah, how'd you get a fun. copy? Uh, it is now on iTunes. Oh shit! Yep. Wow, so. people should download it. What did it hold up? Did it? Like... Yeah, it was really, really, really good. I noticed um, one thing having watched it a little more critical. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that they might have filmed it somewhat in chronological order. Okay. Because the kids seem almost unsure of their cussing in the like first 15 to 20 minutes of the film. Yep. And I mean, if you watch the movie, like okay, the movie's about kids who fucking swear and get into trouble and go back and listen to 9 to 5 goes to Fantasia the yeah. episode of Funeral Kings. This is also your like full, top film of, yeah, yeah, of 2012, yeah, yeah, yeah. so full synopsis is in there. Yeah. And rewatch it. Fuck, it's super good. And like they cuss constantly, but you can hear it in the first 15 to 20 minutes. You're like, and I realized I was like these kids are actually 14. It must have been like a little weird, even as an actor, to be like, "You're gonna fucking swear, and you're gonna say fucking say cunt and bitch, yeah. and say fuck those guys." And you have this like entire set full of adults and your parents, like just there. You're like, yeah. the kids are fucking great actors. Like, there's really yeah, 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 good performances all all around. But it, there definitely seems to be like a little bit of almost like not comfortableness, which is totally there in like the later part of the movie where the kids are just like reveling in it just got but, used to fucking saying that, fuck that totally shit. makes sense because they're reveling in it is so authentic you yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah they're just so pumped to oh be themselves God. Yeah. so much I was laughing where they're like oh, fucking Dave oh, Dave why the f- why do you suck so hard <laughs> fucking Dave like there's just like the new kid it's just like this quiet kid and these kids are like assholes who like fucking cut class all the time and steal from everybody and then just I know I listened to the Fantasia one you should you should watch the movie check it out yeah if it's on but just like constantly just like says and does anything fuck Dave <laughs> <laughs> like completely wrong super good Funeral yeah. Kings totally totally held up to my initial initial viewing now I gotta find a way to get my hands on Toad Road and see I if always, I still enjoy it I keep it. checking I, I google it every couple of weeks yeah, yeah just never. to find out if there's some sort of a release I still occasionally get like the press release stuff yeah. but I've never seen anything of a release so they've only like played it in theaters like limited engagement shit right sucks, so, Elijah, we probably email them Elijah Woods publishing company picked it yeah, up isn't he doing some wacky horror no, I don't thing know. all I know is that he owns like a company like a uh, like how you know various stars own things yeah 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 he, his company <laughs> picked up toad road a couple months ago i think so theoretically speaking there should be some kind of distribution because yeah. they actually sold the rights to a company that belongs 
to a famous person, so there should, you, that would, should mean... Could be, a, you know, he's into it, and he wants to... He's wants like, to now I own it, man! I'm only going to play it in my home theater. Yeah, are you yep. invited to Elijah Wood's private evenings? Because if you're not, you don't get to watch it. And then All I right. threw it on the ground. No, wait, Elijah Wood was... He was in that. Yeah, he, yeah, because then yeah, they, they taser him in the butt. Exactly, exactly. We're just at a restaurant with yeah. two Hollywood types. I'm not a part of your system. And they tasered me in the ass. Pretty sure. You know that, speaking of uh, hobbits, you know that um, Brett McKenzie from Flight of the Concords was in the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Hmm? Mm-hmm. He played one of the elves, just like... So because. the background because he's tall? Yeah. Well, no, not because he's... Oh, it's not, it wasn't Jermaine. It was Brett? Yeah. Brett, yeah. Oh. They shaved his goatee off, and he uh-huh. looked like an elf. He mm. some long hair. And, oh, maybe he's got a baby face under there. Yeah, he does, because yeah. he looks just like an elf. Well, it's like Mac in uh, Lost. Yep. <laughs> oh, no, I saw that episode. I was like, hey, it's Mac. Yeah, no, but the yeah. funniest part is that he was in Lost before Always Sunny. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like he's in like season one or two, and he comes back in the final season to be like, "You guys are dicks!" <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> like, like we literally did nothing wrong. You punched us in the face and ran off into the woods. Like, because he was the one of the guys who was like the guards when Sawyer and Kate were like locked up, and he was just like a complete two-bit part. Always Sunny was not a thing. He was just there like as an actor. Yeah. Same thing with Dennis is in uh, both Crank movies. Really? Dennis plays a nurse in both Crank movies. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I can, well, now that's something I can stand to read. Those ones are <laughs> fun as hell. Crank films. Other both funny, it's always movies. sunny news. I don't know if you guys heard this, but um, this chick wrote this gigantic blog about how she was dating Rob McElhenney before he was dating uh, D. Yeah, Kate Olsen. Kate Olsen, yeah, before he married her. So it was like his girlfriend originally, and she was apparently involved in the production writing everything for a full year while they were, tr- while they were making like pre- Pilots and like shopping the ideas around, so she was involved in like this the whole setup, the writing, whatever. Originally, it was set in Hollywood, and they were like failed actors being okay. basically the same, the same right. whatever game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the relationship got on the rocks, and they got picked up by FX. And then when FX gave them the deal, they signed the three boys as producers, executive producers, and her as just like an actor, even though she had been like part of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And her, she, it was like this ten page page blog, and at the end, she's like, "Look, I'm happy it worked out for him. I'm pretty pumped to have been a part of like the start of this thing, and I don't feel bitter anymore because whatever." I've moved on with my life, but still, shitty. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of garbage. Speaking yeah. of throwing it on the ground, my, my mind went back to throw it on the ground. I was watching an episode of, uh, of Botchamania. What? <laughs> Botchamania. It's like this guy like scours fucking, you've seen some Botchamania. Yeah, it's like by hours. Matthew. Matthew. Yes. Not just this guy, Matthew. Matthew. Yes. M-A-P-H-E-W or whatever no, that M-A-F-F-E-W. M-F-E-W. Exactly, whatever. It's really easy to pronounce. Matthew. Matthew. Anyway, scours hours and hours and hours of wrestling footage from like every fucking house league on the planet and mm-hmm. the WWE and the 70s and 80s like and mm-hmm. cuts together these fucking clips of just like wrestling fuck ups <laughs> way the... over 200 YouTube videos really like each 20 minutes long yeah, yeah, yeah shit. so like so many good ones on Dusty Rhodes Dusty Rhodes and the Leprechaun fighting in like WCW and he's like that Leprechaun's so fast and scary look at that Leprechaun go <laughs> that Leprechaun's biting him in the armpit Bite him in the butt, Leprechaun! Bite him in the butt! And you're like, Dusty Rhodes. You're just a crazy person. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man, if you've never seen these videos, no. it's really just 20 minutes of uh, horribly botched moves. Amazing. People getting hurt. Yep. Um, Fucking up on the mic and saying gibberish. up on the mic, uh, spoiling stuff for the crowd, yeah. You know, talking to each other in the ring. 
okay, now you pile drive me, and then I'll get up, and I'll <laughs> kick out, and I'll throw you into the corner. Like, in the ring, you can read their lips as they're talking it. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Punk's been doing that thing where he, like, grabs, uh, like, people's Bristol boards or whatever out rips of the sign and rips them, them up, whatever. And he puts it in slow motion. You don't really see it on TV. But it's this fucking kid who's like 10 years old and it says it's my birthday. (laughs) 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 Fucking CM Punk just grabs it and rips it, throws it down. And like they slow it down during the Botchermania and they're like, happy birthday to the ground. And I was like, the best part about that is I'm like, you're 10 years old. You don't even understand how awesome like that just punk's was. bad guyness is you just yeah. punk's oh, a jerk did you did you guys see raw this week oh yeah i was like tying nope. it to happy birthday happy birthday because <laughs> may young the oldest living wrestler she's 90 years old she's been involved with some of the most crass horrible sketch sketches okay also the original screw job the term screw job comes from no, may that young. was that was fabulous Mula. oh fabulous Mula. may young's old creepy friend yeah yeah um they, so on this Raw, it's Raw Old School, they have a birthday party for her. They bring out some cakes, and they have everybody out come out and sing happy birthday to her, including Mark Henry, who, even though he was a bad guy, yeah. <laughs> comes up and gives her a hug. They, they, they mention it. The, the announcers even mention, like, put a point of mentioning being like, like, all these wrestlers have, like, put aside their personal differences to fucking celebrate a legend of the ring. Like, hmm. good okay. guys and bad guys out on the fucking thing. I don't know. Scott seems really excited to, to yeah, finish well, the story. As they, they, they start, like, happy birthday. Stand up, everybody. Everybody in the arena. Stand up, start yeah. singing happy birthday to Mae Young. And then CM, Punk CM comes Punk's out. music comes out, and you're like, <laughs> oh, no. He's going to, like, throw someone into the cake. or yeah. And not at all. He just pushes past all of them and goes to the ring. And I have like, a match. I'm ready for my match. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Like, the party is over. There's a match starting. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't... Like, if Paul Heyman's following him, being like, I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's like, I have a match now. Fuck this 90-year-old lady's birthday party. Uh, and the is, match was to determine who gets to fight The Undertaker, because Undertaker's back. Yeah, it was uh, CM Punk... Orton, Sheamus, Sheamus, Big Show. And Big Show. Cool. It was, yeah. It was kind of a crud, crud match. They all have better reasons to face... Other people? Well, The Undertaker, except for CM Punk. CM Punk wants to do it because he wants to be in WrestleMania... No. Also, Big Show's excuse for fighting Undertaker was the most ridiculous. That's that's true. Mm-hmm. Which was? I fought him before and lost, but last time I fought him, I didn't have a fist. <laughs> You're like, what? You've been a wrestler for 20 years, and just now you figured out that a punch? Yeah. Punk's, punch? Punk's reason is super legitimate. He wants to be a legend. Like Punch. Okay, let's go back to... 20 big. years of wrestling. No, no, I said Punk's reason, not Show's. Show's a big no, no. dumb. 20 years of wrestling, and now he's got the advantage because he's figured out punch. Exactly. I used to have a choke slam, and then I realized punching people in the face is a better fucking <laughs> strategy because my fist is the size when, of a Christmas ham. When he masters kick, he will be unstoppable. That is going to be brutal. I will come at you with punch. I will come at you with kick. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember the, the full explanations, but, I mean, it was pretty much going to obviously... Well, I mean, Orton's... Orton's he lost to Punk, but that was, like, seven years ago when he was young and new guy. Yeah. N- not the apex predator. The viper. The top of the food chain. Nine-time world champion. Yeah. Nine times. Is this going to be another wrestling one? Cause no, I, no, no, no. I'm just saying, enough. I think that fucking... We can move on, we can move on. I'm a CM Punk has every right to be fucking wanting to face Undertaker. 
He wants to end the streak. He's fucking held the belt for anybody longest since, like, Hulk Hogan or whatever. He just gets to fucking fight Undertaker. He's like, I never fought Undertaker before at yeah. WrestleMania. It's yeah. fucking... He's like... It doesn't explain why the Undertaker would want to fight him. Because he wants to fucking put him in his place. And he's like... Undertaker didn't even say anything. He just showed up and was like, boom! Stood there, went in the back, and then they were like, everyone wants to fight the Undertaker because they want to go up against the street. Then they had the fucking match, and then he comes out, boom! And he's like, Undertaker. He did not say a fucking word. Just walked out, walked off. It was kind of... Should have said. He should have been like, no... <laughs> I don't know why you guys had this match. <laughs> I had no part in it. You guys decided to fight each other. I want to fight The Rock. All right. Speaking not of wrestling, I just Thank read you. a book. Uh, it's called Soulless. Mm-hmm. Was it about vampires? No, it's about the other vampires. Zombies. Uh, it's called Soulless. It's by Christopher Golden, who writes a lot of books that are all kind of not very good. A lot of like um, really intellectual property. This, yeah, jeez. He writes a lot of intellectual property. He writes a lot of like Star Wars books and like Halo books oh. and stuff like that. But he wrote this one horror book just because he On wanted to. And it was it was good. It was like a zombie survival thing. What I found interesting was it wasn't the the like hot new trend in zombies, mm-hmm. which is what do you mean? Were they virus? They which sparkle? is like no, which is like science based <laughs> undead, right? Right. This was like voodoo, poltergeisty magic. ESP hell is full yeah, yeah kind of thing and that that hasn't been touched on in a little while I enjoyed reading about that mm-hmm. and what he did that was really really cool is he took like seven or eight characters from all over uh, the east coast of the United States mm-hmm. and brought them together in a completely reasonable and sensible way why they would all show up at the same place at the same time and have the big climax mm-hmm. there and I, that was really cool I enjoyed it Huh. What's so fun? we're going to give it a... Uh, a B, and it rates that high because I finished it in like three days. Because like it was a, a pretty quick, easy read. A B star on the rainbow scale. Yeah, yeah, if it was like 900 pages and it took me a month to read, it wouldn't have gotten right. that right. that high. If I was Speaking of zombies, though, uh, Walking Dead, I just got about halfway through season three, which is still on the air. Okay. And um, you were totally like... Um, you remember we were talking about this, like, season two just got so painful to yep. watch, like, four episodes in. Yep. Well, if you ride through that and you get to episode six or seven, like, it picks I mean, up they, from they, there. They put season two up on Netflix, and I yeah. think I'm going to just jump ahead. I think you, you try try and power through it. Like, well, I think, well, I've read all the comics, and I know there's, like, a bit of difference, yeah. then there's some changes. I figure I might just, like, read the Wikipedia pages on the episodes, because it'll take me, like, 20 minutes, and then you, I'll... You could. I think, I think probably, like, halfway through the season, it's, it's like, worth getting back into. Yeah, something like, just read the synopsis of episodes. P- people like, criticized it a lot, and then season three, like, is like, okay, we're at the prison now, and it, like, fucking jumps right into the goddamn action, and it's fucking glorious. Yeah, the prison's one of my, uh, one of my favorite storylines. You know, comics. anything about this? You read them? You read them all? I, I've read the, the comic books up to about issue 90. Yeah. Uh, the show up to season two, I finished season two. Okay. So they've just left the farm. Am, am I right in my analysis? Halfway through, it picks up because it was kind of slow at the start. Season two? Yeah. Season two is really, really slow. Get but in the, the house, last Carl. Carl, get in the house! Yeah. Get in the car, Carl! Carl, get in the car! Where did Carl go? Where's Carl? Man. But um, <laughs> I want to like tie the, up Shane. The God end of it, it gets damn. good. Yeah, the, yeah, especially the last episode. The last episode yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. Well, they took a mid-season break, right? Uh, they, uh, I mean, I think it was like it was scheduled to have a mid-season break, but I don't know if they, they took like, a lot of criticism to heart. <clears throat> maybe oh, they yeah. like because I mean, like, there's, there's I would a, say when the barn. I think the barn is when shit really 
really you're like, picks oh, up, yeah. Oh god. Yeah, what? no, but even that, that drags out so long, you're like, so don't go near the barn. I'm like, no. there's zombies in the barn. Yeah. Whatever you do, the no, barn once, is once, off limits. Once they open the barn, yeah. Then you're like, oh. Yeah. yeah, but you knew it was coming, and they fucking dragged it out for like three episodes. Even if you knew it was coming, the, the emotional denouement at the very end of the barn, you're just like, oh, God. That's, that's why I'm sucked. saying power through it. Oh, yeah. It, it does, I'll, it does I'll probably get back into it. it. We're running, running low on shows. Yeah. So, uh, When's Mad Men starting up? I keep hearing about that show. Mad I should watch it. You really haven't watched a single episode? Not a single episode. Jesus. I saw that gif of uh, Christina Hendricks in the red dress, and that's about it. Really? You, like, fucking love Christina Hendricks. How do you not watch that show? It's nonstop Christina Hendricks eye candy. No. Not nonstop, but quite non-stop. a bit of it. It's quite a bit Well, the gif kind of repeats. So, I mean, I could watch that for a couple hours. <laughs> You're good. usually good at it. Yeah. Yeah. So, comic books. I finished Transmet. Finally. Oh yeah. Did you like it? Uh, I did. I thought it was very, very cool. Uh, I liked the, like, I, it. Um, some of it seems like happy accidents, <laughs> like where he's just sort of like, I need a character who would this character from twenty issues ago makes sense. Right. Uh, he can come back, and like it ends up tying together really, really well. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really necessarily like considering how like squirrely the story gets at some parts mm-hmm. of the arcs. I feel that that's just a case of him like. Occasionally going back and reading what he did, and then like I found it got a little like zany and, and tired at the and same then it time. Sort of, and then yeah. it gets really good when he decides to like the last. If you think of it, it was years, mm-hmm. right? Because they're they're all like they they have it like on the covers, like year one, year two, yeah, year yeah. three. And when when he's like when the last twelve issues where it's like we are taking down Callahan, right? And that becomes that like it ends really strong. Whereas it got a little like away from itself, I think in like year three and year four. Sure, and. Huh. I, ooh, you have a transmat? No, no, or keep going. It, okay. Yeah. I now picked up uh, the Invisibles. Holy shit, we were just so fucking polite right there. Look at that. You spoke up and right. you gave him the chance to talk. Oh, yeah. it's a new key. Yay. <laughs> Invisibles. Oh. Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison, Invisibles. The, uh, have you read, anyone? Have you guys no. read it? Yep. No. Yeah, yeah, I read the first trade. Okay. Um, it's the, th- he, Grant Morrison is like... Really stealing Neverwhere from Neil Gaiman? Slash... Is bitchy about the fact that Matrix <laughs> stole from Invisibles. <laughs> so it's it? like, and I mean, I imagine if there was a middle ground between Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere and the Matrix movies, and that's I've the ever Invisibles. Read or seen Neverwhere? Wow, you, really you should. should really yeah? read that and watch it. Which so one is it? A movie or a? Both. It's a book, mm-hmm. and then they made a BBC series BBC almost BBC immediately after. Yeah, and the BBC series was also, I, I'm not mistaken, also adapted by Neil Gaiman. It's not like just the like stolen fucking property like he right no he was working on it yeah yeah he okay. was like involved in the transition like before that was a thing <laughs> now Game of Thrones does it yeah it's all fucking anyway so yeah, so, yeah the Invisibles yeah. and other than like there is the dated art like the art is it's 1994 when this came out and mm-hmm. the art is like British yeah and British a British comic book from 1994 but I'm also like I'm like four or five issues in and I'm like man if I didn't know that this was fucking supposedly like a well-liked comic, I would not be reading it. I'm really? like, really? You have not fucking told me a goddamn thing. And not, and like, you can kind of tell, as like, Grant Morrison is like, I'm being <laughs> mysterious and withholding. And I'm like, also, I don't give a shit. I've read a hundred <laughs> fucking pages so far. It's 30 right. pages of comic. Because they're like... Oh, it, reading The Invisibles is interesting yeah and it's and it's oh i can see this is different than other comics that were coming out in the mid 90s mm-hmm. yeah you got to read also, with 1994 glasses on right but also you're like you read sandman and really liked it 
Yeah. Grant Morrison. <laughs> and then decided to maybe put some s- little more superhero into it, kind of. Kind, kind of. <laughs> and then, more tits. More tits. It's fucking... Eh, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to, like, give it the old college try, at least through the first volume or whatever. It's like the first 20 issues. And... But, yeah, I was like, I don't... I, I don't know why... Like, if I was, like... I'm trying to imagine, like... If I was reading this for the first time, it's really you're like, what the fuck are you? Yeah. Doing? You know, you know what it's a good example of? It's a good example of when critics say the author shows talent but hasn't discovered his own voice yet, because it really sounds like he's aping guys like Neil Gaiman and. and hmm. Neil Gaiman. So why why is this Neil so Gaiman. fondly remembered? I don't it, it's fondly remembered for the fact that it's fucking sprawling, right? Like it's mm-hmm. I think it's almost 80, 80 issues long. Something like that. Like yeah, it's, well, it's it's part of the mid '90s British comic book revolution, resurgence, yeah. where like everything in American comics was X Men the cartoon and Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld image, and the rise of right, image, basically right. the Image Comics, where like art mattered more than anything. Wait, wait, wait. You, you said Rob Liefeld art mattered more than anything? Well, he, he didn't. He, he was selling books because he was drawing them, not because he was writing them. Well. Yeah, yeah, like and most of Image, Image, Image as a whole was style over substance, right? Like yeah. it was cool, slick art and shitty storyline. And then you yeah. had Vertigo. And then which, you had these guys over in in Britain, who guys like Grant Morrison and Neil Gaiman and Ellis. Yeah. And well, Ellis was American, but well, I'm trying to think. The no. spoken no, then who Warren Ellis, Ennis. Ennis, Ennis is American. Warren Ellis, who wrote Transmetropolitan. Yes, yeah, is British. Talking about I was thinking of Ennis British. and Ellis. Yeah. I got confused. Ennis um, is American. Writing these trippy, weird, magic, Constantine. other world, sort of Constantine. Like, yeah. Sort of yeah. the, the the successors to Alan Moore, sort of. Like, oh yeah, the immediate followers to Alan Moore. Yeah, exactly. Like Alan Moore. Alan sort Moore of opened like the door, and these guys all stumbled into the bar. Right. Like, that's. Yeah, yeah, like young people who were like, oh, I read Swamp Thing in 1980s, and it was fucking kick ass. Right. And now I'm gonna write weird shit too. Yeah. And yeah, Invisibles is a little bit like that, but it's fucking it's slow going, and like I I don't know how how far I'm going to get. Yeah. So it gets a lot of credit because Wolverine's not in it, slashing everything for 10 pages. <laughs> and like right. in 1994, that's a, that was a big deal in comics, right? Like to Not having Wolverine? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> not having Wolverine in, in a comic was... And like, I was trying to, like, uh, I meant to do it actually before the podcast, but I didn't get around to it, was to try to look at what other comics were coming out in 1994 to... Like, I mean, like, I know Transmet came out late. Like Death of Superman, right? right around Probably there? around that around that time. I seem to remember yeah, my brother yeah, getting that. Spawn... Uh, Oh, Spawn. Remember yeah, yeah, Spawn? Spawn. Yeah. But I, I you know, they're rebooting it. They're making a new Spawn movie. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I wanted to know, not necessarily, I mean, like, I know it was there in contemporary comics. It was Image. Like, Image was it in 1994. Yeah. But I'm trying to figure what was out there for indie stuff, because I was like, Preacher came later. I mean, I know Sandman was already out. Uh, but, like, Preacher came later. Transmet came later. Constantine's been out for fucking ever. Just ending. Except it wasn't called Constantine. Hellblazer. 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 Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's ending. And it's ending. So, speaking yeah. of comic book news... Mm-hmm. Ending. Robin's dying. They killed Robin again. Really? But Damien Robin? Damien Robin. Okay. They killed how him. do? How honestly do comic book fans get excited about stuff like that anymore? I, that doesn't I even make know. any fucking sense. It's, it happens every fucking. People are heartbroken. I've, what? They, they Damien love is this Batman's character. actual child. Right? Oh fucking whoop de doo! He'll come back. Exactly. Even Jason Todd came back. The least loved Robin. Like the the yeah. the Robin that fans voted to death. You know, <laughs> I read a great article about that this week where they were saying. You know, it was so macabre that DC would have done that in the 80s. You know, give two lines. Call this number to if you want him to live. Call this number if you want him to die. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Not only is that amazing, can you remember what 
the Batman story was directly before Death in the Death in the Family was? Nope. No, no, because no one cared. It was, Jason Todd. <laughs> it was a brilliant thing that DC did that made this story not only so incredibly talked about then. Like, yeah, but we're like 30, 30 years, years later, later and, and people still remember that, you know, marketing push. Like, that's marketing genius. Yeah. Yes, but why do people care? No, then they cared, but now I, I don't get it. Like, I don't even know why you would want to kill him off. Right. Like, what like, possible to what, benefit To, like, that get a headline in the news, the comic blogs this week? Yeah. Yeah. It just seems really short-sighted. Well, just no, no, killing just people off care. in general is pretty short-sighted, especially since there's Lazarus pits. <laughs> especially since he's directly related to Rachel al Ghul. <laughs> <laughs> like, direct, directly. He's his grandson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tali al Ghul's child. So he's just going uh, to dump the boy in a Lazarus pit. And you'll, right. You'll come back. Sounds good to me. Yay! This is, or has been, 90S. We're getting close to the hour. I just wanted to point out that is this is this the last episode, possibly? When, this might be the last episode. This episode's going up fucking a week from now, which will be March 14th. On March 28th, you might very well be a dad. Oh, I thought you were talking about the comet and the suicide pact that we were going to do. Well, as soon as you become a dad, we kill yeah. ourselves? Yeah. Yay! Yeah. So Fuck souls. you, Marissa! Ha <laughs> 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 ha! Your husband's in a suicide pact with his friend. Well, I mean, you know, we want to catch the comet and go to real heaven. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No laces on your shoes, boys. Mm-hmm. No places on your shoes. Where are the jogging pants? Yeah, is this the last episode where you're not a uh, father of an alive baby? Maybe next episode well, can know. be interrupted. My wife right. could be. My wife could pop at any moment. I really don't. I would. Here, here's a. Yeah, exactly. I was like, that'd be amazing. If you're like, I'm recording a podcast, you get the phone call. Uh, guys, I gotta go. And like, yeah, but we're recording. Yeah, this is really kind of. Yeah, keep it going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just keep it rolling. I'll text you. Exactly. No, we have like the laptop and the batteries and stuff like that. Yeah. So just like unplug it and like hop in the cab. That'd be amazing. <laughs> this podcast recorded live from the back of a cab. Now we're in the hospitals. Breathe, baby, breathe. Screaming Chris in the background. You can't have that computer on in here. Shut up. <laughs> we're on the internet. <laughs> we're on the internet. That fucking matters. Don't you know who we are? Ah, yeah. This is 90 guys, everybody. Yay. I'm Keith. I'm John. And I'm Scott. We did it. Thanks for listening. Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9TO5DOTCC, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9TO number 5CC on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb, usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9 to 5 Illustrated every Wednesday, a new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90S or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. All right, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you?
Thanks for listening.